2: I want you to get up right now, but go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! And now, Cameron and Nigel go
1: off the rails with Rob roll Noise pollution.
0: Nigel, Jason Hammer is here, Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey
1: Show, here to go off the rails. Rob, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, as always, to our segment sponsor, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. One of
0: the things I meant to ask Casey yesterday, I want to ask you this, your interview with uh, the Republican running for mayor of Marion County, Indianapolis, uh, Jefferson Sharif, you had him in studio for about an hour yesterday, did he ever directly address where he came up with the idea for the gun grab portion, the mirroring of Joe Hogsett's public safety policy
1: in terms of uh, guns. Well, he d- he did, but it was like when a woman would ask me years ago, how'd you get my phone number? It's kind of a vague, meandering answer where there's three or four <laughs> possible places, none of which really makes sense. But I mean, at least there was some form of an answer. Was his campaign guy Lubbers here in no, the room? No. Yesterday? L- okay. L- like he So he tried to say, you know, I talked to a lot of people. I talked to the IMPD. I talked to mothers. I talked to citizens. Apparently, he talked to everybody but people who listen to WIBC. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) because they didn't get the input from here
2: and i got a lot of feedback from my friends in law enforcement and they've been saying this for a long time this whole thing is a nothing burger to them this constitutional carry issue because that's one thing that shreve says is that well law enforcement told me this is something they're in favor of is it law enforcement or is it the talking heads of law enforcement who may or may not have their you know what's in a vice grip from the governor's office or even the mayor's office here in Indianapolis. I think there's a big difference there.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, he cited Doug Carter, and it's like, dude, you are using that name at the wrong place, and I thought that was kind of weird. Look, he got bad advice. He listened to these same establishment people that have been, in many ways, losing and torpedoing campaigns for years. I mean, look at what Lumber did with Luger and that's the how do guy. these people
2: still get hired Rob give me some inside baseball like how do these people still get jobs
1: because if you're running for public office the average person has no idea what they're doing they don't know where to start and these are the people who they are like vultures man I mean they they don't go away and they just hang around and you know you listen to people that are kind of in your circle and these are the names that get tossed around look you got terrible advice and I thought I, I really thought yesterday because there was two weeks because between when he made the announcement and he came on the show, and we were the first interview that he did. And he, by the way, he deserves a ton of credit for coming on.
2: No, okay. wait a minute. He, he did run to the Indy Star, or not bad. Well,
1: right. But, I'm, but, you know, I'm saying in terms of, hey, here's a broadcast. We're broadcasting the interview. This was the first one he did. I thought he was going to have, because he's a great business guy. You don't get to be as rich as he is by not being really smart and creative. He was going to have something that was going to wow everybody. He was going to have something where we say, man, even if we don't agree with it, we understand it, and, hey, we can all hold hands and jump off the bridge together. We didn't. We didn't get that. I mean, I think people are more angry than before, yeah. and and I just I, he didn't have the answer.
0: You know what? It, it makes me. I told Hammer this on the air yesterday because Hammer was going off on it again, and I go, man, you know, and he said, and, you know, Hammer doesn't know if he's actually going to vote for him or write in a vote for somebody else, but it makes me cringe every time I hear that because. It, Because you know Hogsett is doing like a Kirk Gibson fist pump every time he hears a voicemail coming out against Sharif, uh, a a radio personality coming out and, and voicing his displeasure. With that. You know what I mean? It's a win for Hogsett and I hate
1: that. Yeah, but I'm the last guy to say that too, because I'm leave it blank guy. You know, I hate these Republicans more than the Democrats a lot of times because they're in Hammer, you're feeling what I feel so often as it relates to taxes and spending. You're feeling betrayed and you're feeling let down by someone who you expected to be. Better,
2: right? And it's somebody who doesn't want my support clearly. So, and I hear what Nigel's saying because Joe Hawks said is a total zero. I mean, an absolute zero. He should go down as one of the worst mayors in the history of this city, but instead, he's probably going to be a three term mayor in this city, and that makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. But the guy running against him looks at people like me as the problem. So why should I go out of my way to go to a place where I'm going to go vote at, stand in line and give a check mark to somebody who's been giving me the finger for a couple weeks?
1: Yeah, and and I want to talk about Nigel's dad's voicemail in a second cuz I oh, thought yeah. it, he said something some really important stuff, but first, the thing that is really offensive to a lot of people and this is what kind of really rubbed me the wrong way. When it first came out, you, I, was, I was on, we had off the rails, Nigel wasn't, wasn't there that day, but we had the conversation and I kind of pushed aside and said, look, it sounds to me like it's a box checking thing. And yes, it's stupid and ridiculous and it's never going to happen, but I'm willing to give the guy a shot because we got to get rid of Hogset. And I don't think he means it. And I think he's winking and nodding and saying, hey, you know, I've checked this box and from here we'll be fine. And then, you know, once I get elected, well, that'll be yesterday's news. He's running it in ads. He was prominently mentioning it in the Indie Star op ed. He said yesterday very clearly, this is not pandering. I am all in on the gun grab, and that's impossible to defend.
2: Again. Seeing what's happening in the city of Indianapolis, if you don't live here, maybe you don't understand. And I know you guys, Nige and Rob, don't live in Marion County, but you come down here and you spend 8 to 10 hours every day working here. And my
0: dad lives down here. And
2: your dad lives down here. You guys know what it's like. Sure. So imagine somebody telling you guys or your dad or people like myself, you don't get the right to have constitutional carry with everything going on in downtown Indianapolis right now.
1: Republicans are phenomenal at letting their base down, and it's the same thing. Now, it's a different topic, but it's the same thing that's going on at a state level when you have all this money flowing in and all these surpluses, and then you find out the party that's supposed to be about low taxes and limited government deliberately spins down right to the number they have to get, and they change the state law to make sure you don't get your money back. That's what you're feeling, and you should be feeling that, and I'm never... As well, you got to vote for the guy. You don't vote for anybody. Votes are earned.
2: Right. 100 percent. Now, last thing here before we move on to some other stuff, you brought up something interesting yesterday. And I'm still thinking about this. If there's anything that could win me back, perhaps it's a television commercial or some sort of campaign from Jefferson Shreve asking where Joe Hawkset was during the nights of the riots and doing it in a demonstrative way, not candy-assing around it, not kind of, you know, well, maybe he'll show up. No, I want commercials that say, where was he during the night of the riots? And who was in charge? Who was in charge? What was going on? If he puts out commercials like that, there's a chance people like me, some of us are way gone, but some of us might come back. Do you think he has the you-know-what's to do that?
1: Well, you guys know one thing I'm good at. I'm not good at many things, but one thing is winning elections. And the reason <laughs> I would do this if I were him is twofold. First of all it immediately changes the narrative because he can't get off the gun thing right now. Everything with him is about the gun thing, and it's a loser for him because he's not winning enough votes to take away the damage it's doing with, with his base. He has
2: lost way more people than he's going to bring in. And
1: and, and and I think they're starting to figure that out. I think for a while they brushed it off. So he, immediately if you run that ad, what do we start doing? We start talking about, hey, Shreve's running an ad saying set allegedly might have been in rehab or allegedly might have been drunk during the riots. The whole city's conversation then becomes about Joe Hogsett and where he was during the riot. So it changes the narrative. Secondly, it's a relevant question because nobody knows where the mayor of the city was during the riots. And what's
2: going to be fascinating, if he puts that ad campaign out, and again- I don't know if he will or not. He probably won't. But a lot of the local media, specifically television media in the city, will finally have to open their eyes and address the fact that they never covered where the mayor was at. Something we have been talking about for three years. They
1: they listen to everything we do on this station and many of the people who work for him are very nice people. So I know they're going to hear this. Listen to me.
2: Mark Lubbers is not one of those people. No, but he's not. He hates IBC. He's made that perfectly clear.
1: But the people who can convince him of what to do right now listen and listen to me if you want to win these people back and if you want to win this election you need to run ads ad nauseum on where joe hogsett was during the riots you've made a big mistake an unforced error but you have a chance to reset the narrative but this is about the only thing i can think of that will do it for you
2: We're going off the rails with Rob Kendall here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Let's turn our attention to some national things here. Crazy day yesterday with Hunter Biden. A lot of legal stuff happening. This sweetheart plea deal gets taken away. But before anybody's ready to throw a, all right, that's what I'm talking about kind of party there's still a chance that Biden's Department of Justice could just give everybody two middle fingers and drop all the charges.
1: So I talked to my dad last night because he spent 20 years in front of federal judges and he knows these people like the back of his hand. And I said, well, you know, help me understand why all this took place. And paraphrasing here, but he said the number one thing you cannot do is insult or attempt to To hoodwink a federal judge, yes, and this judge from the bizarro phone call that happened the day before, where Biden's attorneys are apparently pretending to be part of the the prosecution team, (laughs) to you know now this plea deal, well, does it include immunity? Well, now we don't necessarily know this judge because nobody thinks they're more important than a federal judge. The federal judge believes they are the most important room person in any room they walk into. Was not going to tolerate that. It doesn't matter what the politics are. You are not going to insult the intelligence, even though you probably should, many of these judges, of a federal judge, and that judge was having none of that.
2: Uh, the DeSantis campaign. Yikes. In the last 72 hours, they've had a car crash and fired one-third of their staff, Rob. Things are not going well. A literal car crash.
1: Well, you know, it, and you see this in sports a lot, where there's—so often it's a rookie prospect or a guy coming up through the minors if it's baseball, and that person's going to be the guy, the next great quarterback, the next great pitcher. And sports, like politics, is a game of expectations. And when you set expectations high for someone, be they quarterback, pitcher, or presidential candidate, there is immense pressure to live up to the expectation or people will abandon you quickly, more so than if you had just been a regular candidate. And Ron DeSantis was billed as the alternative to Donald Trump. If you are not a Trump fan, everyone is gonna call us around DeSantis and now we've got ourselves a ball game. That has not happened because there's so many people in. And probably unfairly people have said well not only did he not you know make it competitive with trump he's not really even moving forward right now and people are beginning to abandon desantis because he has not met their expectations i think one of the things that he needs to work on is is enough with these giant
0: rallies Uh, You need to shake hands and kiss babies and get to know the voters on an intimate basis. You know, enough of these giant donor parties where you're spending tens of thousands of dollars, enough of the private jets. It's, It's time
1: to go mingle with the people. Yeah. The problem is for a guy who has wanted to be in politics since he was old enough to tie his shoes, he knows one way of doing business. And, yeah. you know, look at the trouble Mike Pence has had. That's because a lot of times these guys are lack a real genuine nature about them. Doesn't mean Ron DeSantis isn't a good guy. You guys all know I think he'd be the best candidate for, for president I the Republicans can put forward. Yeah. But I think there's a certain plastic nature about these guys. And it makes it very hard for those people to pivot because they're not, they're not comfortable doing
2: that. Last thing here. We've got about a minute left. How's your family, Rob? It's been a couple weeks (laughs) since uh, sweet baby Olivia came into the world. How's dad life treating you? Man,
1: it's going great. She will be one month old tomorrow. Wow. And I'll tell you what, and you guys both know this because you've had kids. It is such an incredible feeling. And one month later, I still feel it. My kid looks like me. She has the great misfortune of having a lot of my features. And anytime that kid's whining and you're like, What the heck is going on? And then you hold that kid and you are like looking at yourself and I can't yell at me. What am I doing here? Are
0: you in a routine? Are you in a, a schedule, especially having to do with sleep? Or are you guys pretty much set? Sleep?
1: Oh, <laughs> Nigel. I remember. Not, I know. What, I know. Look, Nigel, I had a saying back in the uh, Broad Ripple Rob days you out with me, you out till three, and my kid has pissed picked up that saying, too, because it's a party between midnight and 3 a.m. every night at my house. He's off the rails. He's Rob Kendall. Shout out to Uh, Garage Doors of Indianapolis, the best darn garage door company in the entire land.
2: It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Whether it's audiobooks
0: or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.